0: Welcome to Croxley Green Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. There is no one here who is exempt from playing their particular part. Everyone has a calling to help. From the youngest to the oldest, from the newest Christian to the seasoned disciple, all of us have a part to play. All of us are connected through the life of Jesus, to be the body of Christ, to live out and to seek to save the lost, to reach the unloved and to share Jesus with everyone. I was really encouraged as I was reflecting and thinking about this uh, particular passage um, because this service, this congregation has been doing this for many years And it's lovely to see faces here that weren't here when I started. You are an example of how evangelism takes place. But Audrey's right, that word evangelism tends to make us all give a little shudder and a, oh no, I can't do that. God wants us to show up. God wants us to be a vessel that enables him to reach out to other people. Winning souls, evangelism, sharing Jesus is something that we as a church have been talking about for a while now. It's been our preaching theme here for some time. And all it means, this scary, uh, difficult word, is it's sharing Jesus, sharing the good news of Jesus with those around us. Evangelism is not just limited though to reaching the lost. I think it's also there to help those who are hurting and struggling, those who are hungry in spirit and need healing because they are broken. Jesus made it really clear, I think, that he wanted his message spread to the whole world. In Mark chapter 16, he said to his disciples, go into all the world And preach the gospel to all creation. Pretty broad spectrum there. You know, all creation, the whole earth. Bit of a big challenge there. Again, uh, Jesus gave us this prayer in the passage that we have today in Matthew 9. He said, ask the Lord of the harvest. Therefore, ask God. Go to God. Seek God. Ask him, therefore, to send the workers into his harvest field. In John chapter 20, Jesus says, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. And Jesus gave us this sign at the end of time, saying in Matthew 24, And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. I think it's pretty clear that uh, Jesus wants his message told. He wants people to know about it. He wants it to get out. He doesn't want it to stay in this building. He doesn't want it trapped within four walls. He wants it out there, not just in here. And I feel that there's never been perhaps a greater time for the need for us to share Jesus with those around us. With crime and hatred, violence, political division, racism, happy pagans and comfortable Christians, we need the gospel. We need the good news of Jesus. I think the time for talking is nearly over. We need to be putting it into practice. But don't worry. It's not as complicated as that boiler back there. Trust me. Um, you don't need a rocket science, rocket, you don't need to be a rocket scientist, you don't need a gr- degree in mechanical engineering and electronics and possibly a NASA degree as well, looking at that boiler to do evangelism, to share Jesus. You don't need lots of skills. You don't need to have been to theological college. You just need to love Jesus. You just need to share Jesus. Our passage this morning, Jesus is very specific about who he wants his disciples to share Jesus with, to share him with. Who they must speak to. Who they must turn to. And in this first case, he asked them to go to those within their own community He asked them to focus on the lost sheep of Israel. Later, as we've already heard, the mission widens. But here it's very focused. Jesus was very specific about where he wanted his disciples. I can't remember where I read this, um, but I read this somewhere and it said um, that our evangelism or our sharing of Jesus must start in our Jerusalem where we are and where we are willing to go for the disciples their Jerusalem their immediate circle was other Jews it was other people the lost sheep of Israel our text today I think saw three um, clear steps or challenges for us as a church Uh, for a community of believers, Uh, and I think, I hope, they might empower you for the task of sharing Jesus um, with others, and uh, those steps are um, to seek God, to be specific, my clickers are not working, sorry, Um, to seek God, to be specific, and to surrender to the Spirit, And I want to have a look at those briefly this morning. When was the last time uh, you went to God and asked God, who should I pray for? Or who should I speak to today? I'm sure many of you do it on a daily basis. Evangelism or sharing Jesus will only work when we first seek God if we do it under our own strength or to try to do it our own way then we are going to fail and it will lead us to become disheartened and then we'll start to think well what's the point point?" and then we'll start giving up really quickly sharing our faith only works when we first turn to God in prayer and trust that Jesus will lead us to the right people Our passage asks us to seek the Lord of the harvest. This isn't our harvest field. This isn't something that we've done. This isn't something that belongs to us. The harvest is God's. We must go to him first and ask him for almost the right to go out and harvest it. The challenge is great. When you look out into our community, The challenge with those many happy pagans and comfortable Christians means it is tough. It's not easy. Okay, we don't need to fly planes to get to remote areas. But trying to get past that front door, trying to get past the charade that people put up, that they're just doing okay and they're fine, is one of the hardest things we might ever do which is why we need to ask God to prepare us, to shake us up and to shake up those whom we are going to so that we will be able to seek out, knowing or unknowingly, those who are ready to respond. So step one uh, is to seek God in prayer. And uh, what I'd like to do is to actually challenge you just for the next minute um, To think and pray to God. Talk to him now and say, where do you want my path to go this week? Where is Jesus already walking ahead of me this week? Maybe have a look at your diary when you get back. See what's already planned and invite God to be a part of that. just spend a moment in quiet thinking where is God leading me this very week what activities what moments what interactions do I have with people with colleagues with friends with carers with neighbours and say to God show me Where the harvest is today. Show me where I need to turn and speak and share Jesus. The second point was to be specific. In our passage, Jesus gives a very, very specific mission to his disciples. It's often puzzled me why Jesus is so specific in his calling. I partly wonder whether it was because this might have been one of the first times he'd sent them out, uh, and he thought, well, I'll tell you what, I'll give them a relatively easy assignment to start with, you know, people they should know and people who they can relate to, perhaps. But Jesus doesn't want them talking to everyone, at least not yet. He wants them to focus on a very particular group, the lost sheep of Israel. I find that hard sometimes, if I'm honest, because doesn't everyone need to hear the good news? But we can't just fire a scattergun approach to sharing Jesus, because then we will not build real relationships with people. If we try and reach everyone, All of the time, we will miss everyone. Here's a little story for you. There once was a man called Joe Multiplier. He was a young Christian, a lone fellow, a single person, who had heard lots of stories about how we need to reach the lost, about how we need to convert a hundred new Christians to our churches, a thousand new Christians to our churches. But as he sat there and wondered, he thought, what's the point in that? And so he made a decision. He decided that he would invest one year of his life in one single person he decided that he would commit himself to leading one person to christ each year that he would train that new believer uh, to help him or her to do the same to reach out to one other christian now at first this seems pretty useless you know just one person converted it's not going to make a difference It will never work. But by reaching the one and then teaching that one to do the same, Joe multiplies himself. He starts incredibly slowly. After one year, there are just two disciples, Joe, and the one that he has brought. But at the end of the second year, there are now four disciples. And at the end of the third year there are now eight followers of Jesus and after the fourth year 16 and if you keep going year after year after 33 years of multiplication do you know how many believers there would be a lot yeah Apparently, and I have to confess, I did not do the maths on this because I tried to work out how to do the maths on this and failed. Um, Apparently, if you do that multiplication um, process, there would be 8.5 billion Christians. Now, if there are mathematicians in the room, please correct me if I'm wrong. But either way, even if it's not 8.5 billion, it's still going to be a very big number after 33 years. Let that sink in for a minute. If just one of us here today did that, committed one year to one person and did that year after year for 33 years, by 2053 there would be 8.5 billion more Christians in the world. Now obviously um, it's just a story, it's not real and there are lots of reasons why that won't happen. Uh, statistically speaking, the average man can take anywhere between three to five years to become a Christian, and probably in some cases a lot more. I believe it's less for women. Um, don't know why, but that is. Maybe it's because women are much better at talking than men. Who knows? (laughs) Um, I I meant in a good way. (laughs) Sorry, I just realised how that sounded. In a good way. Women naturally talk. Men, we don't talk about stuff. We're rubbish at it. We really are, and we should do it more. But Um, Now obviously um, this is uh, an impossible target. Um, People resist, people choose not to hear. In fact Jesus warns us in that very passage that some people will reject our message and we should remove uh, ourselves from that situation. But if each of us here sought to maybe focus on just one or two people prayerfully, during this year, 2020, with the prayerful goal of leading them to Christ and that they then do the same, then church growth will happen. Kingdom growth will happen because if we do it in a specific way and if we do it seeking God, then it will happen because God is the Lord of the harvest. Last year, Dave challenged us to bring one person to the 2020 Christianity Explored course. That was a hard challenge, he said, each group, each house group, each uh, uh, organization, prayerfully think about who we could invite to the next Christianity Explored course. Maybe uh, it slipped your mind, or maybe you found it hard to know who you could invite. But it's not too late it's not too late to think and pray about one person to invite to come along. Uh, the first session is on the 12th of february. so you've still got time. the task before us is massive and it would easy it would be easy uh, to lose sight of the goal uh, to find ourselves frozen uh, by the size of the task. you know the passage itself says the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few there're not many of us. But what we need to do is to remember that Jesus asks us in a very specific way to do a specific task. In a nutshell, we need to just stay calm and stay on target. We need to focus on where God is calling us right now and it will be different for each of us. So step two is to be specific in our sharing of Jesus. Don't try and reach everyone. Just reach those closest to you. That's what the disciples were asked to do when they went to the lost sheep of Israel. Therefore, what I would like you to do for a moment now is to think of those closest to you that don't know Jesus. Who is there in your life that's right on your doorstep has yet to know the living Christ. Perhaps God is calling you to invest a year or more in sharing Jesus with that particular person. Maybe you need to write down that name when you get home of that one person that you're going to commit to pray for uh, this year. The third point, and where I bring this kind of to an end, is that we do Need to surrender to the Spirit of God. Nothing that we have looked at already is possible unless we surrender to the Spirit. Only when we walk with the Spirit will we see fruit. This is why the Joe Multiplier story won't really work. Because none of us will walk with the Spirit a hundred percent of the time. All of us will fall short. Or stumble along the way. But that's okay, because Jesus knows that. He sent Judas Iscariot out on that mission, knowing full well that he was going to betray him. We all stumble and fall. What matters is not so much how many times we fall, but how many times we get back up and start afresh only when we give ourselves over to the spirit that jesus promised to send us will we will we be able to walk the way jesus walked to share jesus the way he wants us to letting go of ourselves is probably one of the hardest things we can do we always think we know best we know how to do it but it's also probably the most freeing thing we can do when it comes to sharing jesus because when we let God reign completely in our lives and we say to God over to you for this harvest it gives us a sense of purpose meaning hope and adoption into something far greater and more wonderful than we can imagine so step three is to surrender today to the spirit of God let the spirit be the one that guides you, guides your steps and your words. I want you again to take a moment to think about your own agendas, your own ideas, what you think you should be doing right now. (coughs) Then offer it up to God in prayer and invite the Holy Spirit to come and be a part of your life. Let the Spirit of God guide you maybe this is a time to confess when we have struggled with evangelism that scary uncomfortable word but Jesus says it's okay I'm still sending you you are my beloved you need to follow where I am leading In the book that some of the series is based on, there's this prayer. And I want to finish with this. Grant that we may walk as Christ walked. Grant that what spirit was in him, such he may also be in us. Grant that our lives may be refashioned after the pattern of his life. Grant that we may do today here on earth what Christ would have done and in the way he would have done it. Grant that we may become vessels of his grace, instruments of his will to thy honour and glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.